Now let's get to the Word of God. This is where I really like to be, just to be honest with you. Because man can't live by bread alone, but by every word, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The Word of God gives us sustenance for our very souls, not just spiritual edification, but also natural edification. The word of God. That's how powerful it is. It, it goes from spiritual to natural quickly. And so I love the word of God. And this is what the apostle Paul says. He's writing to the church in Ephesus. And he, and he says this, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, us, someone shout us, 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 with every spiritual blessing. Now that word blessing can be translated to into generous gifts in the Greek. So in other words, right, blessed be the, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you that you remind us constantly that you have good gifts for us that will benefit all of us if we would just simply believe and receive and ask and open these gifts you have for us. Holy Spirit, I ask today that I would decrease and that you would increase in this place so that this word would go forth and that God, it would be easy to understand, Lord, that would answer some maybe questions that we've toiled with in our hearts. I pray that today. Lord, I pray your gifts would be evident through this word that you've given me here this morning. I pray for all of our hearts. I pray, Lord, that you would release the gift of, of knowledge in this place, wisdom in this place. I pray that, Lord. The gift of faith to believe with a confidence that these are ours in Christ Jesus. Holy Spirit, reveal it to our hearts today. And I pray all this in Jesus' mighty name and all God's people said, amen. So look, we're just gonna we're just gonna hop right into this thing today. I don't know how else to do it. We're just gonna hop right in uh, with both feet because we have a lot to get through in a very short time uh, to get through it. I remember when I was a kid, my, my teacher when we'd be going to class, she'd say, "Put your thinking caps on and, and fasten your speed caps on because we're gonna go fast today." Well, that's what we're about to do is move really quickly uh, through the Word of God this morning. And the title of today's message is a gifted warrior, a gifted warrior. Now, something we have to address right up front before we we get any further into the message today um, is the Godhead, okay? Uh, We have to have some sort of understanding about the God we, we serve. Now, maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, I've never heard the word or the term Godhead. Well, I'll explain it to you. See, the Godhead is made up of three persons, three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. 
That's what we're calling the Godhead or the, the, the Trinity, okay? And they're three separate entities, but working together in perfect harmony, all three of them in perfect unity at all times, never going against one another, never competing against one another. They're, they're working perfectly together the way a family, the way the body should be working together. It's a perfect depiction and illustration of how the body of Christ is to be working. However, the three of them all serve a different purpose. Each person of the Godhead all have different roles that they execute, building off of one another, okay? And look, I don't have time to really go deep into this for you. However, maybe Holy Spirit will ask me to preach an entire series on it because it does require an entire, you know, its own series to talk about the Godhead um, but, but that's not today because listen, I'm going some, I'm going somewhere and I did, did feel like though the Lord wanted me to share with you the revelation that he gave me, um, which has caused me to understand the God I serve better than I've ever understood him before, better than I've ever understood him. Okay. So, so God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit, that's, that's God. Three in one. He's, he's the Godhead, okay? And each of them serve a different purpose. And this is how I'll explain it. God the Father declares the plants. That's who declares the plants. Think about the word of God, right? I know the plans that I declare for you, says the Lord, says God. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future, Right Through Genesis, God said, let there be light. There was light. God said, see, God was declaring the plans. God the Father declares the plans. God the Son fulfills the plans. That's who fulfills it. In him and through him, all things were created. See, God's plan was to create the earth, create humanity. And in Jesus and through Jesus and for Jesus, it was all created. So God the Son fulfills the plans of God the Father. This is why Jesus says throughout the New Testament, I only do what I see my Father do. I only say what I hear my Father say. I'm not here on my own accord, but I'm here to fulfill the will of the one who sent me. God the Father declares the plans. God the Son fulfills the plans. God the Holy Spirit then reveals the plans to us and causes us to receive those plans. Holy Spirit is the one that empowers us to do the plans of God. That's how the Godhead works. God the Father declares the plans. God the Son fulfills the plans. Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, reveals the plans to us and then causes us to live according to those plans. Now, I, I preached a few weeks back a message titled, A Spirit-Filled Warrior. And we talked in that message about how it's the Spirit of God, it's the Holy Spirit that makes all the difference in our lives, period. That's Holy Spirit that does it. We went through a ton of scripture. I'm not gonna go back through it again. You wanna listen to it, go back and listen to it. Praise God. But we pointed out so many scriptures. There's no way to argue it. You, I mean, you can just see it. In, in, in the Bible, this is not my opinion, it's the truth. It's the word of, of God. And see, the Bible, the Bible says this, that Jesus came to baptize us in the Holy Spirit and with fire. 
Again, God the Son fulfills the plan of the Father. So that tells us that the plan of the Father was to send his Son so that the Father could send us the Holy Spirit to baptize us in the third person of the Godhead. Jesus says it this way. He says, it's better for you that I leave. Now he's talking to the disciples, but he's meaning it for every one of us and everyone in between. It's better for all of you that I go to be with the Father so that what? So that the Father will send you, will baptize you in the Holy Spirit, in the third person of the Godhead. Why? He goes on to say why. So that you can do the works that I do and even greater works than these will you do because I'm going to be with the Father and the Father's gonna send you a helper. The Father's gonna send you the third person. He's gonna send you God, a portion of himself. He's gonna send you to fill you and operate through you. That's, that's the Godhead. God the Father declares the, plan, declares the plans. God the Son fulfills the plan. God the Holy Spirit is to fill us and strengthen us to be able to live according to what God is calling us to live according to. And see, what the Son is revealing through those texts to us is our need for Holy Spirit, period. Our need for Holy Spirit. Because see, the Son knows what he wants all of us to know, that we need the Holy Spirit if we want to fulfill the plans of God. If we wanna live in the fullness of the God we serve, we've gotta be filled with Holy Spirit. We have to be. See, see, Jesus says this, I came to give you life and life more abundantly, speaking about the Holy Spirit. That, that, that's why he says, it's better for you that I go, so you get the Holy Spirit, so that you can have life and life more abundantly. See, the Son desires for us to believe and receive Holy Spirit so that we understand we have access to the gifts that the Holy Spirit brings. That's why he wants it. Hear me. This is, this is why he says everything that he says. It's better for you that I go so that you will receive Holy Spirit, be filled with Holy Spirit, and then have access to the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit. He's saying, I desire you to have access to the gifts of Holy Spirit. But you know what I find to be very interesting? There's so much controversy <laughs> so much controversy surrounding the third person of the Godhead. The Father, eh, yeah, God. I mean, even people who aren't saved will give credit to God. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's God. Matter of fact, now we see a transition into people saying about Jesus. Like, oh, Jesus. But boy, when it comes to the, ooh, the third person of the Godhead, people lose their mind get so offended. And I find it to be so interesting why there's so much controversy surrounding Holy Spirit and the gifts he, he brings because the gifts of the Holy Spirit, guess what? Are meant to benefit us, period. Not to divide us, not to separate us, not to cause you and I to compete against one another for the gifts. No, no, no. They're to benefit the entire body of Christ. That's why God made a way for us to receive them and give us access to them. And see, the apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, very, very clearly, he says, you need to desire them and seek the gifts of Holy Spirit. That's what he says. That's the Bible. 
Why? Because it's in him. It's in Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead. It's in him and through him that there's an endless source of wisdom, an endless source of knowledge, an endless source of power, an endless source of joy, an endless source of strength. Like It's through Holy Spirit. Not through our own ability to follow God. I'll tell you that right now. Every time I find myself in seasons where I'm not operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and calling on Holy Spirit, and it's just my religion trying to get me through, boy, I screw it all up. I find myself in a very depressed and dark place. But man, when I begin to activate Holy Spirit and access the gifts that he brings, man, my life takes on a, a completely new meaning. And, and, and listen, this is why the enemy causes so much contention and division within, within the body and causes, causes so much problem surrounding the gifts. Because the enemy knows if the people of God begin to open the gifts of God from Holy Spirit, he is in so much trouble. He is in so much trouble. We'll be able to see what he's going to do way before he ever, he ever done it. We'll be way prepared for it, way before we even get there. Way before we get to that trial, that tribulation, we've already seen it. We're already planned for it. Huh? I see you, you worthless devil. That's the ability that we can have because we have access to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, right, the apostle Paul writes in great detail about the gifts. He just does. Now we can struggle with them and we can misunderstand them and we can ask God to help us and all that's fine. That's all fine, but we can't ignore them. 1 Corinthians 12, 13 and 14, Paul speaks about them in great length. And you can't skip chapter 13 and hop from 12 to 14. You can't do that because 13 is the love chapter that we use for weddings, which aren't even, that's not even the right context, but whatever. It's about love connecting the gifts within the body. See, we've left the love out. And so now everybody competes and fights about them. So, so we, gotta, we gotta have 12, 13, and 14. But Paul writes in great, great detail about the gifts. And here's the thing, he lists nine gifts in chapter 12. There are nine gifts, and I'm gonna break them down for you today in three different categories, in three parts. And not in the order that he lists them through chapter 12. And, and the reason why is because I think, I think what the Lord has showed me is that by breaking them down into three categories and grouping them together, it will help us to understand them just a little bit better. At least it did me. It helped me understand them a little better. And, and I'll tell you, this message is actually really tough for me to preach. And I'll tell you why it's so tough. Because I could preach an entire 15-week series on every single gift. Because there's so much to, to unpack, to understand, to receive from Holy Spirit about the gifts that he, he brings. But I really felt like today was just to, to be a flyover, 30,000-foot view, just a swoop over to see the gifts and what the Bible says is available to us to benefit us as believers. And so we're going to break them up into three categories. The first category and the first group of three, what we're going to call them are the discernment gifts. The discernment gifts. That'll be the first three we talk about. The second category or second group of three, we're going to call them the declaration gifts. And, and the third category of the third group of three, what we're going to call them is the dynamic gifts. And in the scriptures, what that means, dynamic means dunamis which means explosive power of God. 
And that's what those gifts are. So we can call them the dynamic gifts or the power gifts. I like dynamic just because it went with the other Ds. So we got three Ds. It's just the way my brain works. And so we, we've got the discernment gifts, the declare, declaration gifts, and the dynamic gifts. And the first one of the discernment gifts that we're going to talk about is a word of knowledge. Paul writes about a word of knowledge, which this is what it means. Here's the definition of it. To know something specific without learning it by natural means, without studying for it, without preparing ourselves for it, but we know it. That's what a word of knowledge is. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? Because this is what this is saying. Like we can walk into a meeting with our bosses, okay? And the boss asked for a specific solution to a specific problem that we have no idea about it, not even a little bit. And we can literally in that moment say, Holy Spirit, give me access to the gift of a word of knowledge. And I'm telling you in an instant, bam, Holy Spirit can drop a word in your heart. And man, you can have the exact, the specific solution to that specific problem, even though you've never even thought about it before, even though you've never studied for it before. This is what Holy Spirit can do. Now look, we, we may not know exactly how we got it, but I'll tell you what, we better not forget who gave it. See, this is the problem we have in the church. We're taking credit for things that ain't ours. And actually, when, we, when we, we don't give credit to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we're saying it's our own knowledge and wisdom and strength and fortitude to be able to follow Jesus. That's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy because it will not happen on our own. And do you know that that's actually the gift that Jesus was operating in with the woman at the well in John chapter four, the Samaritan woman at the well? Everybody familiar with that story? Are you with me? Yeah, yeah? okay. You just listen intently? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if you want to kill me or clap for me. I don't know. <sighs> but that's the gift that Jesus is operating in, a word of knowledge with the woman at the well. Because remember what he says to her. He says, hey, hey, run and go get your husband. What'd she say? I, I, don't, I don't have a husband. He says, I, well, I know. Matter of fact, you've had five husbands. And the man you're with now isn't even your husband. And she's like, what? What? That's crazy. That's a word of knowledge that Jesus was able to access through Holy Spirit. That's how Jesus accessed it, through the gift of Holy Spirit. It's a gift that he brings. Not a gift we have, a gift he brings. It's his gift. And remember, after Jesus gives that word to her, what happens? Changes her life forever. I mean, completely blows her mind. She is the first evangelist that we read about in all of scripture after Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit and begins to minister across the land. She's the first one. She goes and transforms an entire region. She, I mean, no one could shut her up because of this word of knowledge that Jesus gave her. It completely, he fixed, he, he gave a specific solution to that specific problem through a word of knowledge. You know, there's been different times in my life where I've been in meetings with, with people and they've asked me, you know, to, to tell them how to fix something. And I have no idea what the, I'm like, I don't know. And then in that moment, boy, I start pressing in to Holy Spirit. I'm like, Lord, you got, you got to give me a word of knowledge for them. Because one, I don't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> I always say this, man. I'm telling you, Holy Spirit makes you look smarter than you actually are. I'm telling you, he's made me look a whole lot smarter than I am. That's my wife, but 
And in that moment, the Holy Spirit has given me words on multiple occasions for me to give to them. And they leave my office completely changed. Like, wow, I never thought of that before, Pastor. That's incredible. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How did you know all that? <laughs> the Holy Spirit gave it. I gotta give credit where credit's due. Hey, listen, listen to me. I know, I know where it comes from. Like, I know it's not me. I know that. I know that God loves to take the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. I know he loves to do that. And I'm cool with being the foolish things of the world. I don't care. So that God can use me and work through me. And that's, that's the first gift of the discernment gifts, word of wisdom or word of knowledge. The second is the word of wisdom. I try to jump ahead of myself. A word of wisdom. And, and this is, this is the, the meaning of it. A divine answer for a specific event. A divine answer for a specific event. See, you can have an answer for something that you don't know anything about whatsoever. Nothing. But because he knows, because Holy Spirit knows, and he is an endless source of wisdom, you can go to him and access the gift of wisdom. And he can give it to you. And to be honest with you, I, I, I try to access this gift every single day that I've pastored this church over the past 10 years. I've had to. I've absolutely had to. Because again, I'm not wise enough to do what God's been able to do in this church. I'm just not. It, it has to be him. I'm not wise enough to make the decisions that we've made in order to see what God's done here at this church. It's not me. It's, it's, it's him. It's his gift, the word of wisdom. And man, I, I need this, this gift every single day. All of us need to benefit from this, this gift from Holy Spirit, especially this gift of the word, words of wisdom in our lives. And, and listen to me. This is why it's so important, right, to surround your yourself with people that are filled with Holy Spirit. It's so important because they can have words of wisdom for your life. They can. Because a word, word of wisdom can come through anyone at any time. It doesn't always have to come through you. And the words of wisdom here don't always come through me. They come through, I got multiple people around me all the time that I'm asking, hey, pray, pray. We need a word of wisdom and it'll come through. And I don't care who it comes through because I know who it comes from, I don't care. I got John and Bree and Linda and Julie, my wife and my mother-in-law. I got all these people, the, the elder boards, I'm always asking them, Jason, these guys, hey, pray for a word of wisdom. I don't care who it comes through because I know who it comes from. Listen, during this, this school process, right, I've, I've had to, to, to lean on so many of those people around me who I know are filled with Holy Spirit. I know they are. And I specifically asked them, I need you to pray for the gift of a word of wisdom so that we know how to proceed going forward. Because I've got no idea what I'm doing for this specific event. For this, I don't know. So God, you're gonna have to reveal it. You're gonna have to give us a word of, of wisdom. And, and listen, I trust him. So I don't care who it comes through, right? And, and to be really quite transparent with you, I, I rely on my wife a lot in this area. I really do. I, I really do. And this is why it's so important for us to be dating and marrying people who are filled with Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, if not, hmm, whew, marriage is difficult enough than to try to do it on your own without words of wisdom from Holy Spirit. It really is. 
Because man, you can ask your spouse, hey, I need you to pray for me, honey. I got, I got a board meeting tomorrow. I got, or I got my year-end evaluations at work and I'm, I'm nervous because they're firing and they're hiring and, and I don't know what they're gonna do. I need you to pray for me a word of wisdom. And the next morning, your wife get up or your, your husband get up. Hey, this, this is what the Lord told me to tell you. Boom, boom, boom. Go in and say that. You go in there, you walk out with a race, not even being fired. Amen. Amen. That's how, that's how word of, words of wisdom work. And, and it's a gift that you and I have access to through Holy Spirit. And then last but not least in the discernment gifts is the discerning of spirits. The discerning of spirits, which means to be made aware of demonic activity. That's what it means, to discern between spirits, discerning of spirits, whether it's a demonic force or it's an angelic experience, like that's what it's, it's saying. Being able to discern the spirits. And listen, this is so important for, for us to get because let me tell you why. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the, the dark forces in this world, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. And this is the gift that actually the people of God need to up their game a whole lot. For real, we need to up it. Because the, because the truth is, right, if, if, if we don't have it, we could be listening to people around us that have a demonic spirit. We can't. And listen, this ain't crazy and this ain't spooky. This is the Bible. I mean, it just is. And so we got to be aware of this. And, and, you know, again, I got to be honest with you. I, I don't access this gift really well, but my wife does really well. And to be honest, and I'm not trying to stereotype, but what I've found over my, my years of walking with the Lord and being filled with Holy Spirit, women have a more intuition or more open to receiving this gift than men do most of the time. I'm not saying it's all the time, but that's what I've found to be true in my life. And so when my wife will say to me, she'll, she'll literally say to me, hey, hey, hey. Don't take that meeting. Why? Because the enemy's trying to get a foothold. That, that, that demonic spirit's trying to attach to you so he can wreak havoc on your life. Don't you dare do it. Don't you take it. And guess what? I don't take it. I have other people around me that I trust that'll tell me the same thing. Hey, pastor, mm-mm, don't take that meeting. Okay. I trust that. It's the discerning of spirits. And, and here's my thing, this freaks everybody out and, and, you know, to the point to where we'll just ignore it as the church, we'll just completely ignore it. But wouldn't you want to be made aware that a demonic spirit is trying to attack your marriage? Because I don't know about you, I wanna know. I wanna know that a demonic spirit is trying to attack my children so I can come, you know why? So that I can bind it and loose it. Jesus said this, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. But if we can't see it, we can't bind it and loose it. We'll never fight an enemy we cannot see or we're not aware of. We won't do it. Too often we find ourselves fighting our kids when it's not our kids. It's a demonic spirit attacking them. But we're not fighting against it, we're fighting them. Don't you listen to me, you brat. You know I mean? like, so often we find ourselves in the church fighting against each other. Why? Because we can't see the demonic activity that is happening and swirling all around us, oppressing us to try to divide us, separate us, so that the enemy can destroy us. We don't see it, so we fight each other. But our battle's not against flesh and blood. It's against the rulers, authorities. Man. 
we got to have the discerning of spirits. And then all of us can have access to this, this gift that will benefit all of us to be able to be made aware of the demonic influences and attacks that surround us. It's a gift. And those are the discerning gifts, the gifts of discernment, right? You got words of knowledge, words of wisdom, and the discerning of spirits. And the next category, what we called, if you remember there a few minutes ago, I said it, the declaration gifts, right? And, and hear me, hear me, church, this is so important to understand. These gifts are meant to build each other up, not tear each other down. Hear me. The declaration gifts are meant to build us up, not tear us down. And, and the first one that we'll, we'll talk about this morning is the, the gift of prophecy, the gift of prophecy, which literally means a message from God of encouragement through a regular person. A message of encouragement from God through a regular person. And you know, it's sad because I've heard so many people on so many different occasions abuse other people using this gift. I've heard it. This is why people really get uneasy around this gift because so many people have abused this gift, many of the gifts of the spirit, why a lot of people are uneasy with them. I've literally watched people walk up and read people's mail, tell them everything that's wrong in their life. Literally, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I've had people do it to me. Literally read their mail. Say, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, this is what you're doing, this is what you're doing. Have no clue who they are, don't even know their names. And say these things. And then at the end say, you better change it, thus saith the Lord, and walk away. And I'm like, hold up, wait, 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 wait. That don't sound encouraging to me. That isn't encouraging. You, you didn't build them up with that. Am I saying every word makes me feel good? That's not what I'm saying. I'll give you an illustration of it. I had a pastor one time come up to me. This is years ago, about 15 years ago, BC, before Christ. I'm at the altar because I'm, I'm broken and I'm up there praying. And this pastor walks up to me. He says, young man, I have, a, I have a prophetic word for you. I said, okay. And there's all these people around. But you know what he did? He leaned in real close to me, whispered in my ear. He said, you're struggling really badly with a bad drug addiction. But then he backed up and he said, but the Lord wanted me to tell you he is your deliverer. He is your strength. He's your restorer. He's your shelter from the storm. So you keep seeking him. You keep going after him. And he told me, he said, God told me to tell you he who began a good work in you will see it to completion. So keep asking, keep seeking, and you will find, young man. Because God is doing a work in your life. See, he called me out, but he didn't do it in a way that, that condemned me or discouraged me. It encouraged me. I'm like, hey, this one day is going to end in Jesus' name. This misery that I'm in, it's going to end. See, we've got to stop using these gifts of declaration to tear each other down. Start using them to build each other up. And you know what else I love about the gift of prophecy? Is it's, it's a word from God of encouragement through a what? A regular person. I love that. I absolutely love that. And see, what it's saying is, is, is this, that anyone can prophesy. Anyone can prophesy. Some of you look at me like I'm crazy. I'll prove it to you through the Bible. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 31. This is what Paul says. He says, for you can all, someone shout all. all. For you can all prophesy in turn. In other words, don't be shouting over each other. Don't be, don't be getting crazy up in here. 
you can all prophesy in turn so that everyone may be instructed and what? There's the word. All of you can prophesy one by one in turn so that we all may be instructed and encouraged. See, listen to me. There's a, there's a difference between the gift of prophecy and holding the office of a prophet. Those are, those are two, two separate things, and I ain't got time to get in all these, the fivefold ministry today. It's just, I ain't got enough time. But, but there's, a, there's a difference. And, and, and hear me, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are available for all of us so that we can all benefit from them through Holy Spirit. And we don't have to be a prophet or a prophetess. We don't have to be an evangelist. We don't have to be an apostle. We don't have to be a, a preacher. We, we don't have to be a teacher. We don't have to be any of that. Matter of fact, it doesn't even matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It only matters who you serve. See, the moment we give our lives to Jesus and we release Holy Spirit in our lives, we have access to the gift of prophecy. That's what that's telling us. All we gotta do is open the gift. Seek Desire, like Paul says, desire to give, ask for the gift. And that's why Paul says, all of you, all of you can prophesy. He's saying all of us can benefit from the gifts of Holy Spirit. The second declarative gift or declaration gift is, everybody loves this one, uh, the gift of tongues. Praise the Lord. <laughs> like you can instantly feel like the tension get really heavy. Like the gift of tongues. What? <gasps> oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. This is what we do. It's so ridiculous. The gift of tongues. And listen to me. This is not crazy and it's not weird. Now, it sounds crazy and it sounds weird, but it's not. It just sounds that way. All, all the gift of tongues very simply is this. is a message from God in an unknown language through a person to another person or people. Could be an entire body too. I've, I've, I've heard that. That's all it is. It's a message from God. Do you not think God can give you a different tongue? I mean, he can create the whole world and everything in it in six days. I think he could give you a tongue if he wants to. That's what, that's what the gift of, of tongues are. Now look, just a couple real quick things. And again, I'm not gonna go real deep into this today. I don't have time. This is a flyover of the gifts, just so you know what you have access to as a believer, okay? What you can benefit from as a believer. But there's a difference between the gift of tongues and speaking in tongues or, or a prayer language. There, there's a difference that, that Paul clearly, clearly states the difference. And the simplest way that I can define it to you in the quickest way is, is this. The difference between the gift of tongues and praying in tongues or speaking in tongues, prayer language, it's just simply this, who the tongue is directed to. That's as simple as I can make it. It's who the tongue is directed to. See, when you're praying in a prayer language or someone else is speaking in a tongue, unknown tongue, their prayer language is to be directed to God, not to people. Hear me. It's to be directed to to God. This is why Paul says what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse two. He says, for anyone who speaks in a tongue, who has a prayer language, does not speak to people, but to who? God. It's who you direct it to. It's, it's to God. Indeed, no one understands them. 
They're uttering mysteries by the Spirit. Paul says in Romans, he says, man, he says, the Spirit will pray with groanings that no one can understand, that we don't even know what to pray for, but he will take over. Holy Spirit will take over and pray, pray for us, through us, to God, uttering mysteries by the Spirit. See, that's the difference between the gift of tongues and speaking in tongues. See, the gift of tongues, right, is a message from God in an unknown language to a person or a a people. And hear me, it always needs interpreted. It just does. Because you can't be encouraged if you don't know what they're saying. (laughs) How's that gonna encourage me? So, So it always needs to be interpreted, which by the way, goes with the third gift of of this declaration gift category, which is the gift of interpretation. Those two go hand in hand. Those two gifts of Holy Spirit go hand in hand. The gift of tongues must be interpreted by someone or by that person so that everyone knows and everyone can be encouraged, so that everyone can benefit from it. But see, a prayer language is meant for you. Jude says it this way, build yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. You're directing that tongue to God, building yourself up, not everybody else. But the gift of tongues with the interpretation. And, and you know, I, I love what Paul says, and you're gonna have to wrestle with this yourself. This ain't between me and you, don't get mad at me. You look at the word of God and you wrestle with this scripture, okay? First Corinthians 14, verse five says this. This is what Paul says. I wish, I wish you all, someone shout all. I wish you all spoke in tongues. That's the Bible. We, we can try to ignore it and stay away from it, but it's the Bible. And that's what Paul is saying. I wish you all spoke in tongues. Every one of you. I wish you did. Why? Because it's meant to build yourself up. See, I don't know about you, but there are seasons in my life where I need to be built up. I need to encourage myself in the Lord. Yeah. I'm just telling you because I'm down, I'm hurting, I'm whatever it is, whatever it is, I'm struggling and I need to be encouraged. And so I need the ability because I'm not always around people where people can lay their hands on me and prophesy over me and give me a message from God to build me up. I'm not always around people. I need to be able to do it my, myself. And I'm also an extreme introvert. So I like to be by myself. So I better be able to build myself up and encourage myself. I wish that you all spoke in tongues. But the gift of tongues has to be interpreted. And it's a gift that we should all benefit from as an entire body because it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And so that's the three declaration gifts. That's the three of declaration gifts. The, the gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues, and the gift of interpretation of tongues. And again, we can all access, access these gifts. This is what the Bible is trying to reveal to us. And The third category of the group of three, what we're calling the dynamic gifts, right? Or the power gifts. We'll start out with this one first. It's the gift of faith. See, that's a gift of Holy Spirit, the gift of faith, which means this, a supernatural impartation, okay? Of a belief and a confidence for a specific situation. That's what it means. A supernatural impartation of a belief and a confidence for a specific situation. And and I don't know about you guys, but I love this gift. This gift's amazing to me. And what this is, is simply saying is this, that Holy Spirit can impart to you a gift of faith. 
And we can begin to believe God for things that seem impossible. Absolutely out of the realm of impossibility. Listen, if we can figure it out on our own, how to get to point Z and we're at point A, well, then you don't need the gift of faith. You just need your own talent and wisdom. Okay, that's fine. But then there's times where God will call you to things where there's no way to get to A to Z in your own natural ability or your own natural strength. Impossible. Can't even map it out. And it's then you need the gift of, of, of faith. You know, I can remember back when, I, when, the, when the Holy Spirit spoke to me that I would be a pastor and I was only six months sober at the time, okay? Six months. I want you to think about that for a second, okay? I was only six months saved, six months sober off a of heroin addiction and literally the Holy Spirit says to me, I'm gonna make you a pastor. It made absolutely no sense at all. Now, 13 years later, sure. But at the time, it made no, no, no sense at all. And I couldn't even think of the realm of possibility to get to that place in my life. Never even, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. But see, when, when Holy Spirit spoke the word to me, guess what else he did? He imparted the gift of faith to me. And all of a sudden, man, I had this belief and this confidence that God was gonna do exactly what God said he was gonna do, even though it seemed completely impossible to me and everyone else around me. They all looked at me like I was crazy. I was like Joseph telling everybody my dream. That's what God said. These guys are like, you're nuts, dude. Go back to bed. <laughs> Even though it doesn't make sense, God can impart this gift of faith to us. You know, I remember another time when the Lord spoke to me that our church would reach thousands of people and hundreds of people show up on a Sunday morning. It didn't seem possible at the time when he, when he spoke it. But man, I tell you what, when I talked to people about it, I said it with such a confidence and a belief because the Holy Spirit gave me the gift of faith to believe it. Like, oh my gosh, we will do incredible things for the kingdom of God. People are gonna get saved and set free and all those different things. And I remember talking to the elder board about it at the time. And, you know, someone looked at me like I was crazy a little bit, but, but after a while, and I kept saying it to my wife and those around me, then they start believing it with me and look out. It's dangerous when a bunch of people start receiving the gift of faith because we can believe God for anything at any time. And, you know, the launching of this school is, is, is no different this fall. Man, when God spoke it uh, to us, uh, the Holy Spirit began to give us access to the gift of faith because he knew we would need it if we wanted it. That's what I felt like the, the Lord said. If you believe my word, I'm gonna give people access to the gift of faith. And we've seen that. Many people come alongside of us. And I'm gonna tell you, it didn't seem possible. Let me just be honest. Especially didn't six months ago at all. Now it's looking more and more possible. I thank you, Jesus, making us look good. Amen. But, but, but what God did was he began to release this gift of faith on us to, to believe with a confidence that, that this school was gonna come to pass the way God said it would come to pass. See, see I believe with every fiber of my being that the school is gonna be a light in the darkness. I really do. I believe the school is going to train up kids in the ways of the Lord so that when they get older, they never depart. That God is gonna use these children to transform an entire region. I believe it. I'm telling you, I believe with every fiber of my being, the deepest parts of me, that God is gonna burst forth a revival through that place. I do. I believe it so much so that I speak it as though it's already happened. I speak things as though they are because God said it. I believe it. That's gonna happen. I just can't wait to see it manifest itself in the natural. But see, the Holy Spirit will give us access 
to the gift of faith so that we can all benefit from it. And listen, our gift, this access we have to the gift of faith will benefit all kinds of people around us. It's contagious. It really is. It's contagious. And here's the thing about any of us. None of us are special. Like I'm not special that I have a gift of faith that God lets me access that gift. I'm not special. God will give it to any of us that have given our lives to Jesus. We have access to believe him for things that seem absolutely impossible. We can believe for this dynamic gift, this powerful gift of faith. And we'll all benefit from it. The second gift of the dynamic gift category is the gift of healing. Gift of healing, which is a divine health from a supernatural touch from Holy Spirit. Divine health, gift of healing, divine health from a supernatural touch from Holy Spirit. Did you know there's things right now in your life that you're dealing with that you're going to the doctor for? That you could yourself, I'm just telling you, that you yourself could be sitting out in the parking lot of your doctor's office. You could lay your own hands on that part of your body, neck, back, whatever, my neck and my back, right? Like you can lay your own hands on your own self and say, Holy Spirit, I pray right now you'd release the gift of healing on my body. I pray it right now. Release this gift, Holy Spirit. And boom, God could touch you and heal you right there in that moment where you could get up, walk into the doctor's office and receive a clean bill of health. I'm telling you, I have seen it in my life on multiple occasions and I've seen it in other people's lives on multiple occasions. You, you know, one, one time that really blew my mind was I watched a guy who had never walked in his life get out of a wheelchair. I seen it in the flesh. I was standing right there. I didn't watch it on TV. I was sitting right there. It was absolutely incredible. I'd never seen that before. I've seen it on TV and I'm not saying that's fake, but it's just a little bit different when you're in the room and you watch them get up. Man, I've seen some incredible things. I've seen people with really terrible mental health issues completely restored where the gift of healing was released on them. Boom. Their anxiety, I'm telling you, their, their, their depression, their suicidal thoughts, gone. Unbelievable. You know, throughout the scriptures, we see Jesus heal every single person that he ever encountered. Every person, by the way. John says it this way. If, if every miracle or every healing that Jesus performed was written down, there wouldn't be enough space in the world to hold all the paper it would take. <laughs> That's how many healings he, he did while he was on the earth. Why? Because he had access to the gift of healing, divine health, a supernatural touch from Holy Spirit to heal us instantly. That's the gift that all of us can benefit from. And the third and final gift, not last and not least, right? It's last, but not least. The ninth gift in, in all, this, this last one is the working of miracles. The working of miracles, which means this, a divine intervention that changes our natural circumstances. Hear me, a divine intervention from Holy Spirit that changes our natural circumstances. And man, I'll tell you, I've seen this operate, this gift, the Holy Spirit released this gift so many times in my life. It's almost become normal. I'm just be honest with you. God working miracles. Releasing this gift on people. When I worked in the men's home for those years and 
Being around Peniel all these years, I've watched Holy Spirit intervene in so many people's personal circumstances and situations and completely transform them. Changed the, I mean, the entire trajectory of their life completely changed because Holy Spirit gave them access to the working of miracles. In my years of, of pastoring, right, I've watched as God has he has completely restored marriages that were completely broken. On the edge of divorce, come in and God release, Holy Spirit release the gift of working of miracles and their whole marriage changed forever. And now they're amazing. Love each other and love Jesus. It's absolutely beautiful. And I've seen it time and time again. See, it's, it's a gift we all have access to. And can I, just, can I just tell you this and encourage you with this, that that you yourself are a miracle. You've accessed that gift if you've given your life to Jesus Christ. You've accessed it. Whether you realize it or not, you probably don't. But, but you have. And, and I'll tell you why. Because the Holy Spirit has come in, intervened in your life and changed you. Took you from lost to found, from dead to alive. Come on, from blind to seeing, from sinner to to saint, he has intervened into your situation and completely changed your circumstances. Now you have eternal salvation in Christ Jesus Amen. if you've given your life to him. And guess what? Here's some good news if you haven't. <laughs> Here's some great news. You could today. You could literally have Holy Spirit release the gift of the working of miracles in your life by simply believing in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, confessing with your mouth that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will begin to touch you and release the gift, the working of miracles. Amen. See, church, we're to be a gifted warrior. We're to be a gifted warrior because we all, someone shout all, because we all have access to the benefits of all the gifts that Holy Spirit brings. Now, am I saying we will operate in all of them? That's not what I'm saying. Don't misunderstand me. The, the Bible says that the Spirit will decide who gets what gift. What I'm saying is that we can all benefit from them and he'll give you a gift and me a gift and, and Autumn a gift and all of a sudden all these gifts begin to work out in the body and we're all blessed from them. We all benefit from them. But we do all have access to them if we have Holy Spirit. But, but, but here's the thing. We can't open a gift that we don't know is available to us. You won't open a gift that you don't know is available. You just won't do it. This is why the Holy Spirit wanted to speak about this to us today, to reveal these nine gifts that's available, that we can open. We must understand that we can all, we can all benefit from them. And did you know that's what Paul's trying to get across in that Ephesians chapter one, verse three? This is one of the things he's trying to get across. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Again, the word in the Greek for blessing means generous gift or gifts. So it literally could read very simply, blessed is the Father and the Lord of our Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Every single one. We all have access to them. That's what that's simply saying. We can all benefit from all these gifts that the Holy Spirit 
brings. But we gotta understand that we've, we've gotta open them. You have to open them. And so that made me start thinking and I wonder how many gifts have we left unopened in our lives? I'm serious. It actually started to convict my heart. Like, Lord, how many gifts have I not opened that you have desired for me to open and for whatever reason, I have not opened them? How many gifts have the church left unopened that God has given us access to? You know, if you, if you went and talked to my daughter, Isabel, right? She, she would say to you, she would say, yeah, I have an Apple watch. That's what she'd tell you. She don't have an Apple watch. You know why? Because she don't have the money to buy an Apple watch. She don't have the money to put the plan on the Apple watch. But you know what she does have? She has a daddy. She has a father who gave her access, who bought and paid for the Apple watch so that she could have unlimited access to that gift. But hear me, if she would have not accepted the gift and opened it, she would have never knew she had it. And then not be able to benefit from it. It's a lot like that when it comes to Holy Spirit. Listen to me, we have a father who's good, who gives good and perfect gifts to his children. The Bible says that if you who are evil, if you know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more will our heavenly father give us good gifts? Speaking of who? Holy Spirit. That's literally what Jesus says. We have a father who has purchased these gifts on our behalf through his son, Jesus. And now they're available to us so that we can all benefit from them. You know, I've had people ask me, um, hey, are you guys gonna teach the kids at the school how to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit? So here, here's the truth, here's the truth. You can't teach someone to operate in a gift. You, you can't. A gift has to be received and opened. You can't teach it. Listen to me, it would be like this, before my, my daughter got the Apple Watch, I couldn't teach her how to use an Apple Watch. I could train her after she got it. Hey, babe, this is how you do it. Once she opened it and received it, then I could train it. See, once someone opens and receives the gift, yeah, I can train you in it. I can help you, I can help you through the Bible, but I can't teach you how to operate in them. I, pr I promise you this, if I could, I would. <laughs> I, I'm telling you I would so quick because man, I've seen what the gifts of Holy Spirit can do in a body when it comes in and just wrecks the whole place. People get so fired up for God, their whole life transforms. Just telling you, that's what happens. But I, I, I can't teach anybody to operate in the gifts. But, but I can tell you about them. I can at least let you know they're available to you. And then you're gonna have to do whatever it is you wanna do with those gifts. And that's okay. That's between you and the Lord. At that point, I'm removed from the equation. Hallelujah. I just got to be obedient and give it to you. And then from there, you and God wrestle it out. You decide whether or not you want to open them, whether or not you want to benefit from them, whether or not you want to be comfortable with them. That's between you and God, not me. Not me. But we're not going to not talk about them. We're not going to deny them because the Bible speaks so clearly about it. It's just that simple. It's so clear you can't get around it unless you literally run 500 steps away from it. The only way to get around them. And so church, man, let's, let's be a people who understand that they're available to us and we can benefit from every single one of them.
I wish that all of you, any of you, he says, can prophesy. I wish all of you spoke in tongues. I wish all of you operated in the gifts of Holy Spirit. Go ahead and stand to your feet this morning. You know what my prayer is, though? For the kids at the school, I pray, man, that, that God would grab them and that Jesus would become so real to them. And, 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 and not in a way that they hear their teachers talking about them, but, but uh, talking about him, but rather that they, they actually meet him. Like, oh my gosh, they have this penile moment where they meet God face to face. Because listen to me, you can have that moment. You can have it. When Jesus became Jesus to me, like he was no longer my mama's Jesus or the pastor's Jesus, like he was mine. A personal God for a personal me. When that happened, that's when my life changed. People told me about Jesus a million times before, but until I met him, he wasn't real. And so, man, listen, that's what we want for that school. We we want these kids to meet Jesus. Because there's nothing more beautiful, nothing more powerful. No one one has a name like his name. It's at his name that men are saved and women are saved and lives are transformed. So that's that's our prayer. Like, Lord, man, get these kids. Fill them with your spirit. Reveal Jesus in a real way to them so that they'll go around this surrounding region and area, laying their hands on the sick, praying for them, and they're healed. Boom. Listen, kids have, have incredible faith. Absolutely incredible. That's why Jesus says, hey, unless you have faith like a what? A little child, you're not, you're not worthy to enter the kingdom. That's what he says. Why? Because faith, I mean, kids have this incredible ability just to believe, just to believe it. They got such an awesome imagination. And so, man, if these kids meet Jesus, I'm telling you, you'll see miracles start breaking out. It'll be absolutely amazing. That's our, that's our heart. Our heart is very simple, not to teach people gifts or, I don't know, but to show them Jesus and to teach them the Bible and, and show them what's available to them. And then from there, let God do the rest, not us. We don't, we don't have to. That's my only job with you. Present them to you, show you what it says in the word, and you do with whatever you want to do with it there. Every head bowed, every eye closed, please. Yeah, Father. Lord, you see every heart, every struggle, every every wrestling thought right now about these gifts. And I pray right now that all that would be disarmed in Jesus' name. Every spirit of offense, every spirit of contention and friction, I pray you are disarmed right now in Jesus' name. And I pray, Lord, that our hearts would be so soft to you. To be able to say, Lord, I just want to know you better. Help me to receive every gift that you have for me. Help me to do that, Lord. I pray that that's the cry of our hearts right here in this place, Lord. That we would understand these gifts are not meant for us to compete against one another or to rank one another. As if if this person has this gift or that gift that we're ranked closer to you, because God, that's just not true. But rather they are to benefit us, all of us. And I pray that would be the heart behind this. Holy Spirit, you're gonna have to reveal them to us. And I pray that right now. Holy Spirit, touch every heart, every mind. Reveal the gifts you have for them. And I pray all this in Jesus' mighty name and all God's people said, amen.